Alright, so I'm here with my good family friend, Dave Gelter. We just got finished watching the Verizon 200 NASCAR Cup Series race on the Indy Road Course. Michael McDowell is your winner. I believe that is his second career win. He goes from 17th place and outside the playoffs to now having clinched a spot in NASCAR's 16-team championship. Dave, what did you think of this race? I thought it was fantastic. Caution-free, except for the very beginning. Michael McDowell was truly dominant. Nice to see a Ford Mustang out ahead. And he's a significant victor because he's won at the two major racetracks in the United States, which would be Daytona Motor Speedway and Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which not a lot of people can say that they've done that. So... Couldn't have been a better day with my good friend Trip. We actually got to walk over and walk down the main straightaway. We got to stand on the bricks. We just had a, just a fantastic day. Yeah, so we can go back and go through that now. So we got at the track this morning, and uh, definitely the highlight of the day for me was walking, uh, doing the track walk, which for the people listening... They, you know, you wait in line, then when the appointed time comes, you walk on the track, and it was really interesting for me to look down at your feet, and your feet are on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway racing surface, and you get to go over to the bricks, because uh, the track used to be called the Brickyard, um, and doing that was quite the experience. What did you think about that part of the day, Oh, it's Dave? amazing when you think about this track has been in, in operation since 1911. It used to be entirely covered with bricks. Now there was about a yard. But just to think that the same configuration of track, uh, men, have been, men and women have been driving cars there since 1911. Of course, today it was on the road course, which uh, went backwards, uh, which goes backwards as opposed to the oval, which is always fascinating to me how they're going um, clockwise instead of counter instead of counterclockwise, uh, which is a real interesting thing to see. I think the road course is, is pretty good there at Indianapolis. It seems to be challenging to the drivers. Um, so, but I, I'm just steeped in the history of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I've been going there since 1974 was when I attended my first Indianapolis 500. So it, it just says, anytime I go there is an amazing day. It's like my Christmas every year to go to the Indy 500. But to be able to go to a second race there in the same year is pretty pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and you said, you told me earlier that you've been over 50 times, and uh, today was my first, so I'm glad to have started my list now. Let's hit a couple things with the race before we can talk about the history and stuff, because I would love to get your yeah. thoughts on that on tape. But for the race today, so McDowell won, and Chris Buescher has won the last two. So in a year that Chevy dominated early on, then Gibbs kind of caught up. Mm -hmm. And now the last three weeks, a Ford has won each time. Yeah. What, what do we think about that? Oh, well, it's amazing. It shows that the cars are pretty evenly matched. I mean, some are stronger on some courses, and some are, uh, you know, some are stronger on the the half the you know the mile ovals the half mile and half ovals the toyota seem to be strong there and so um, so just yeah. thinking about that the the three ford wins gosh what have they been on they've been on a road course yeah uh, last week it was Michigan's, on a two mile track it was richmond and uh, richmond two, two mile so, track so and, three then different and then a road course yeah and it'll be interesting to see the road we have another road course weekend next weekend from watkins Glen, which is a natural terrain um 
road course, very historic road course, and steeped in history with the Grand Prix and all that. So, and like for me, NASCAR is a sport of runs, and if you win, if you win the first twenty-five races, and everyone's saying about how great a manufacturer is if they are on a run of dominance, and then if you lose the championship race, you didn't win the championship. So. You know, it's not about getting hot in February. It's about being the best manufacturer at Phoenix in yes. November. Yes. So, do we think that Ford is coming on strong at the appropriate time here? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, the Ford teams you would have expected to be hot are not, not necessarily those. I mean, yeah, so Joey Logano um, finished way back today. Yeah, Penske's not has not been strong for a while. Uh, Stewart has never been strong this year at all. So Kevin Harvick was riding Kevin, around in the back of the pack. Yeah, he's, all he day has today. he has all year. He has all year, and and um, you know Stewart Stewart's missing something big time. But it's good to see a Ford Stewart Haas Stewart Haas yeah that see the non traditional. Those are the teams that everybody says, oh, these guys are kind of back markers, but it's good to see them coming into light now. So, um, yeah. Um, so, let's see. Big picture stuff. Michael McDowell now is going to be one of the 16 best teams. Yep. And for a, a team, like, let's talk about front row motorsports. They've been in the playoffs two of the last three years. Yes. That is a big, that's that's literally a difference of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in oh, sponsorships yes. and salaries. Yes. Huge difference. Huge difference. I'm very yeah. impressed with the whole organization. They seem to be is front well. is front row motorsports an A-level team now? I think they're getting there for sure, yeah. That's definitely an interesting uh, thing. And I think it was just this week, right, Dave? Now that I think about it, they announced McDowell's extension this week. Yes, they did. So, Andy wins the week they do that so uh yeah. good week for front row motorsports huh yes yes and here in indianapolis we're passing one of the significant uh, significant interesting uh points here on 16th street with this mr bendo who stands in front of, who stands <laughs> in front of the why Ralph is mr Muff. bendo important he's just been there for years and he hold, he's holding holding his hand out he's standing in front of ralph's mufflers where he's been standing as long as i can remember so, interesting, interesting trivia here on 16th Street. Yes. So, Bubba Wallace had an okay day. Um, talking about the, the the people that are going for that playoff spot. Daniel Suarez finished third place. Good day for him. Yeah, good day for Suarez, yeah. Because he's doing a points battle, so I think yeah. he'd be happy with that. Yeah, made a couple mistakes today, or he probably yeah. could have won that race. Yes, he, he could have. Had a bad pit stop. He kind of... Was overdriving his car a couple times, so yeah, he um, he he should have had a better. He should be disappointed in himself because I think he had a pretty good start up front. He should have uh, managed his race a little better than that. So yep, but you got to blame the team for that. Yep, the pit stop and the yep. driver too. So should have been a better day for them. Anything else about the uh, the winners, and then we can talk about the actual race. No, I don't have any anything else. I'm just glad um, I'm just glad I picked the winner this year in our yes in our fantasy game you had thing because I haven't won a lot. And you had I think third you had third pick maybe maybe yeah yeah. no actually you had second pick didn't you? Yeah, I felt really positive about this driver today, so I think it was um, pretty pretty interesting. So so. let's talk about the race. Um, Two hours nine minutes. It has to be one of the shortest Cup races of the year. Oh, definitely. Um, Caution free. No, there was one caution. One caution. I mean, so it was. uh, And again, for the again for the people listening, 
Um, for the road course races, they do not have cautions at the end of stage breaks. For the other races, NASCAR does do that. But, um, and they did it last year, but this year they did away with that rule because uh, cautions on road courses, especially stage cautions, kill the momentum of the race and they take the strategy element out of it, which for road course racing is important. Obviously, it's important everywhere, but it's especially important at road courses. So all of that to say, there was one caution, and I think it was on the first lap. So Second lap. Second lap. Yeah. So basically, after that, the entire race ran green. What would you think about that? Well, I think it's great. I, I think green. I think the road courses should be more green than they are. I think NASCAR needs to learn how to let road courses run green, and today they were very liberal. There were some spins, but... You know, you have a track that has a lot of runoff areas and cars are capable of getting themselves straightened out and, and getting themselves moving back the right direction. So NASCAR was cautious about throwing the caution flag today, if you, if you understand that, because there could have been a couple of incidents where sometimes NASCAR gets a little flag happy. But what, what was today the, they exercised good, good judgment by not... You were upset about the one caution they did throw well, for Justin it, Haley. Well, I didn't realize how significant the tire barrier uh, movement yeah. was, which was a big deal. They need to be safe with the tire barrier. That's for darn sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Andy had come to a stop for maybe a little bit right. too long. Um, what what was the name of the turn where we were? Was that turn 13? That was turn 12 and 13. Yes. yes 12 and 13. So yes. at that spot, we saw some action there today. Yeah, 11, 12. I think it was 11, 12, and 13. I think it, 10 was coming onto, it, the, onto the back, onto the under the um, indie uh, short shoot. And you know what, Dave? The spot where we were, that was the most action part of the whole track. Well, yeah, normally it should be, yeah. Yeah, because what... So we saw Kyle Larson, I think, miss the barrier at one point. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. Um, missed the turn, I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, Todd Gilland, he had a spin there, the 38. Right. Um... Uh, Kyle Bush missed the turn. He had to come to a stop. Yeah, that ruined his we day. Had, yeah, we had three or four people spin out in front of us or blow right through the turn. And Kyle Larson at the very beginning of the race, yeah, he he lost it there. And um, and I think the seventy eight. I think that's Josh Balicki. Maybe he had some issues there. Yeah, but the good thing about that turn, as far as losing it, if you smoked your tires or done something to your car, you, at least you can squeak across the track and go right into the pits. So that's the pit entrance there, coming out of that turn, and you can. Kind of go right on in and um, get your get your business taken care of if you if you flat spotted your tires. So, so one more thing about you know the the entire race kind of going green for me sitting there, it developed a really interesting feel from the stands because after a certain number of laps, the field got so strung out that there was always a car going by. Yeah, it was it, constantly noise, and yes. unless, you're, unless you're listening to a scanner like yeah. I was, you really cannot tell Correct. easily who is leading the race. It yep. can be very confusing. That's, f- why I, that's why I like a scanner. I like to be able to hear what's going on. So, yep, and um, again, just for the listeners here. And, um, yeah, yeah. The, um, and the, the TV board was not the best position no, I, when, when, I could have been. I was a little disappointed in that. Yes. Having setting that tan, that the, south the, uh, vista for the Indianapolis 500, I'm more down towards turn two, and the board is at a much better location. So, so I, 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 could, I couldn't I couldn't see a pylon anywhere, because I guess no. the pylon was on the front stretch. That's correct, over and, by the pagoda, and we were blocked from seeing And we had two screens. There was one way off on yeah. the right, and there was one slanted way off on the left. 
and so you couldn't see the board that well. And even if you could see the board, I hate when those boards scroll like they they put two positions on the screen at one time. So you have yeah, to wait well. two laps to see who's in the lead, yeah. uh, and then it might it might change based on scoring loops and whatever. Yeah. So for me, looking at my phone during the race to understand what was happening was an absolute necessity. Right. Yeah. And they, and they spend way too much time showing you the back markers all the time over and over again i really don't care who's running in 25th position that's an interesting point actually i'd rather just them show me the top 10 or the top 15 but they do that at indianapolis a lot they do it a lot during the 500 also yeah that's interesting um, they show the back markers way too long but uh, laps around indianapolis um, on race day at the motor at the two and a half mile oval are a lot quicker than they were around that road course believe me yep they're, uh, today they're hauling hauling it around there on on motors on indianapolis 500 i taped one of the laps you know from mcdowell coming around yeah. to him coming around again it was a minute and a half to get yeah, around that place right, right. so that was very interesting right that is not your typical nascar lap at all no, no even on road courses yeah, well, yeah, it's got some definitely a road course with some, some pretty slow spots in it. It's um, a lot of uh, it's a very technical road course. If you hear the drivers talk about it, yeah, it's got a very very fast front stretch, extremely fast hard turn one, but uh, and pretty fast down Holman Boulevard. But it's got a lot of turns. It's very technical. It really takes a, a good. You got to be a very good driver that sets a pace. And follows your markers to be able to get around the road course in Indianapolis pretty fast, from what I hear. So we, we would I asked you this this morning. I asked you is if you win the Indy Road Course, is that a crown jewel win? And you said no. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know what a crown jewel win is anymore. That's a good and that's a that's a debate happening within NASCAR. I, I think you know the two Daytona, crown, the two crown jewels, Daytona, uh, the Southern Five Hundred, the Southern yes, Darlington for sure, and Coke uh, Six Hundred. So that's three. I think those are three crown jewels. I don't think the current road course at Indianapolis on the current configuration is considered to be a crown jewel, in my opinion. I think go back to the Oval, having one on the Indianapolis Oval, the same place that uh, the Five Hundred is run makes it a, a crown jewel but i don't think right now it's the length i just don't think the history of the road course can be compared to the history of the oval so i would not consider a crown jewel i tend to agree with that your personal opinion should nascar take this off the road course and put it back on the oval next year yes i i you know i would I, probably agree with that yeah. but next question Let's ask the Jeff Gluck question. Was this a good race? I enjoy it. I enjoy most races I see. I find something good out of every race I see. I, I, and I, you have to like racing. Racing is... Yes. Every race is different. It's kind of like watching a baseball game. Some baseball games are boring if you want to look at them all the same. But I, I enjoy automobile racing. I enjoy NASCAR. I enjoy IndyCar. And, and so every race, I find some entertainment in it. Especially if I'm there live. You have to... You have to Settle back in your seat and just enjoy the fact that you're watching competition and um, you're watching really, really talented men and some women drive an automobile or a car or whatever you want to call it, stock car or something at a very high rate of speed. And to be able to do that lap after lap after lap after lap is, is always fascinating to me. So that's why I love racing. So every race to me is a, that's a good part points, especially if I'm there live. The... Um uh, so coming up for NASCAR, uh, um, 
today was kind of a wild card race. We had kind of a wild card type winner, even though McDowell's been doing well. So we got Watkins Glen and Daytona coming up to end the regular season. Those are two big races. Going to be lots of fun, huh? I mean, lots of fun. Watkins Glen, I think, is some is definitely a place I would love to go. If you look at a historic track that I think they run at, I think it's probably, in my opinion, Watkins Glen is the best road is the best uh, road course they run at. Probably, it's probably I, it's, better it's, than Sonoma. It's, uh, it's probably better than Sonoma. I think it um, it's a very fast track. It's. Um, really wrought with danger it's a very very fast place it's got a lot of history especially you know st- stretching back into the when it was built to the grand prix era i wish indy cars ran there again but watkins Glen is definitely a, a bucket list thing for me to go to and uh, i just think it's a fascinating fast very very fast very very fast track so um and then of course you can never you know go wrong with it at the uh, daytona motor speedway that's always some. Um, exciting and I think in some ways the the, the placement of Daytona to where it's the cutoff race for the yeah, playoffs I think it's a great idea yes that has been a it's a great idea great idea instead yes. of being a July 4th thing which upset a lot of people I think yeah uh, those people need to get over it going back there and making uh, you know it's a it's not Talladega at all it's Daytona is a lot narrower and a lot more fraught with danger and high speed and it's a lot more uh, it's a lot it's there's you know I never get bored with a race at Daytona <laughs> bumper to bumper drafting, you know, it's a narrow track. Uh, it's yeah, you never can. There's never a boring race at Daytona Motor Speedway. The crowd today was was disappointing. Well, you know, it's a big place, and you know, you you know, yeah, I, I would say it was disappointing. But we when we walked over there in the fan zone area where all those people were, there were a lot of people over there. I would estimate there were a good hundred thousand people there today. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, it, it, it's it's disappointing, and you start looking and say, you know, why do you um, want to keep going back? But I think you know, TV packages. Um, you know, I think the sports got some, you know, serious issues about attendance. And, it does. And uh, viewership and all those things. I'm glad I don't have to. I just hope deal it, with uh, that. Well, I hope. Yeah, I hope it can. can um, I love. I love the sport. I hope it um, can find its way and find its. You know, get there. Get a new set of fans out there. You know the future because you know I, 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 I enjoy it I, it's part of my part of my season it's been for a long time give me an uh, give me an indie history lesson Dave this is where you can talk about something how long have you been going to the, coming to this track I came to the track the first time I came to the track I was a senior in high school I came with a good friend of mine uh, your father and I skipped school and Came to the track to uh, what year watch was this? practice, nineteen seventy-three, May of nineteen seventy-three. First time I walked on there, I heard a car screaming down the front stretch, driving Mark Donahue's number sixty Sunoco Special, and I had always listened to it on the radio when I was a kid. It was something I looked forward to. I actually scored it on scorecards, and um, I was I was I was uh, I was obsessed with it then. But to see it live the first time was. Um, something I just just never forgot and then I got to actually go to my first IndyCar race in 1974 with uh, your grandpa and your grandma and your dad and you know it was uh, I, I got hooked and I pretty much tried to go every year since and I, I've had years that I, I you know I missed a few years one time I missed because I didn't have any money <laughs> and then one time I missed uh, a couple times um, I had rain delays which I work schedule had to uh, to, you know, could go back, and but and I had two high school graduations of my children I had to miss, but I probably 
in all those years, I probably five or six races I missed since 1974. So, but you know, I've also been to about ten of the old Brickyard 400s when they ran on the oval, and I would go to you know I went to the first three Grand Prix races there and um, F1. F1, yes, uh, Formula One races. Went to the first one, 2001 was that, and I went to the subsequent years, and then, um, yeah. Why don't, some, why don't, why don't you like there. F1, that, or Dave? Oh, I think it's just, uh, I think it's too hyped up. <laughs> it's too... Um, what about the team? Oh, I, I just, I, I, if, I, if I had more time to watch another series of sports, I would watch F1. All right. I think it's... Uh, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get you to tell me the team orders thing that you told well, me no, earlier. The team, no, no. I, I, the last Formula One race I was there, Michael Schumacher led the entire race until he pulled out onto the front straightaway, and under team orders, he purposely braked and let his teammate pass him because his team, he wanted his teammate to get the win because Michael Schumacher had already shown the championship up. Yeah, and I thought that was just just crap, you know. You, <laughs> you, um, I mean, you run the whole race, win it, and then the team orders, oh, slow down, let your teammate win. I'm like, what the hell is that? That's not something good old boys do at all, you know. But, um, you know, I, I, it, but I mean, it was a fascinating thing to watch the Grand Prix cars there. They were so, especially sitting down where they uh, left the main straight, turning into turn one, and then watching them through the little. Their, their acceleration and their braking is what's the most incredible about the Formula One cars. I mean, they just, they stop on a dime and they take off such explosive speed. It's, it's, um, it's hard to see. It's hard to imagine how fast they are and how technically advanced those cars are unless you see them live. And I'm, gl- I'm glad I saw them live, but um, it's something I probably will never see again, you know, Grand Prix cars. It's... Um, I'm not going to go anywhere far away to see them, but I'm glad I saw what I saw. So anyway, but Indianapolis has always been a something I look forward to every single year. The Indy 500, I go with um, you know a handful of guys, depending on what we got going on in our lives. As many as ten guys or twelve guys, you know. I, I just um, I you know I got my son going. He's been going for almost uh, 25 years. I got my son-in-law going. He's been going for about about uh, 10 years and it's just um, yeah it's just a family thing with my brother-in-law and I and his his um, to his son his son-in-law and now his, his his grandchildren are going so yeah it's just um, and today I get to be part of that club you're part of that club man you're part of the people who've been to Indy with me but but um, you, you were definitely very excited to share that history with me today oh, yeah, so it's, it's I, never, I never a bad never a bad day at Indy Never a bad day in Indy. It's just that it's just special place. It's that history. It's just thinking of the the long tradition of how long they've been running there. Um, just the you know the place is the same as far as the oval, the same configuration it was in 1911, and uh, people are just um, you know just to be able to think it's the same configuration of track, and you know they were taking four and five six hours to run races, and now. Again, today was perfect. Two hours, nine minutes. Yeah, today was perfect, and I, I think it's a good oval. I think the oval, I think the uh, the road courses is, uh, is one of the, you know, gotten to be probably one of the better road courses out there. Um, I, I'm not a fan of city road courses. I like Chicago? Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't or like IndyCar goes to Nashville? Yeah, I don't care for that. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't like places you got all those barriers and uh, places you got to go. Uh, you know, where, where the fans can't see. I, I like the road. I like natural terrain road courses. I think Indy has a lot of sight lines. It's got places where people can in, sit on spectator mounds and watch stuff. And um, I like those types of road courses. And so 
I'm not a fan of city city road courses, but um, a couple couple fun ones here. Um, are the Reds going to get out of their little slump here, or what? I think the Reds, if the Reds um, continue to be fun to watch, it'll be a victory of the season. I I think we're going to. They're a very young team. I think they're going to continue to struggle pitching wise the rest of the season because of their young pitchers and some of the some of the way that baseball pitchers are treated anymore. They're, they've got a certain coming out of the minors. They're only a certain amount of inning count they can go over a season, and um, I think they're if anything the um, the bull, the pitching is going to hurt them come September is going to be their biggest struggle and they're um, and, you know, they're a very young team and they can get very flat very easy and um, I think it's been a very entertaining year though much better than we expected it to be still you know it's um it's we'll see we'll see they're they're, fr- they're certainly fun to watch but they're also frustrating to watch because they score nine runs in one game, and then they'll go four games, and they score two runs. So, yeah, I, I understand. But, but, but with the payroll compared to some of the big market teams, it's it's pretty. Well, here, pretty here comes a needle. Here no, comes no, a Yankees no, needle. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it, Yankees and L.A. I mean, L.A.'s and, and I will not even the Yankees. L.A.'s got a higher payroll than the Yankees, and they don't have a whole lot better record than the Reds. In the next ten NFL seasons, will the Cincinnati Bengals win a Super Bowl championship? Um, maybe. Oh, interesting, because I asked Nathan this yesterday. He said three or more in the next ten Absolutely. years. Nah, that's a maybe if they win one. It's too it's too hard to win. It's a huge I, victory if they did, but I'm not I'm not going to. That is an interesting I'm take. I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm going to go in the next ten years, I think they'll win at least one Super Bowl. I hope so, because it would be a fantastic thing for the city and a fantastic thing to have Joe Burrow lead the Bengals. To, a, to an NFL, to an NFL Super Bowl victory. Last one, yes. Dave. Who's my favorite tennis player? What's that, his name? That dude, the Mindy guy from Russia. How do you say it? I, I don't know. Some some guy starts with an M from Russia. I can never, never remember his name. But I think he's the best tennis player out there. And he seems to have a great personality. And I hope he wins this tennis tournament coming up in Cincinnati. I hope we get to see him play on Tuesday. And tell me what his name is again. Daniil. Medvedev. 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 I'm going to buy a T-shirt with his name on it so I can look down at it. You can also say it Medvedev. 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 See, you say it three different ways. That's fair enough. The guy at the U.S. Open PA announcer says Medvedev. Well, but so. I but but the rest of but most other people say Medvedev. Medvedev. I was trying to be all prestigious by doing the hard way. Oh, okay. Aren't you funny? Ha ha ha. All right, Dave. Yeah. This is great. This it's is exactly a, what I was looking for. Fantastic day, my friend. Yes. Wonderful. Perfect. Ten out of ten.